In today's emergency show, we are talking about the trade that involves James Harden, Karis LeVert, Victor Oladipo, Jared Allen, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd. I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Well, shit just hit the fan. I'm just going to tweet this out to get people over. Yeah, the trade has been done. James Harden is gone. Here are the full details at this point. The Rockets are receiving Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rowdy Rodion's Kuroks, a 2022, 2024, 2026 Brooklyn first rounder, a 2022 Bucks unprotected first rounder, and four Brooklyn first round swaps, 21, 23, 25, 27. So four first round picks and four first round pick swaps. That is massive for Houston um, to get Oladipo as well as... Yeah, potentially eight first-round picks or, you know, four four plus four is massive. The Nets get James Harden, and they're going to have to make some... Um, they're going to have to make some moves because their roster's got like 12 people on it at the moment. The Pacers get Karis LeVert and a second-round pick in exchange for Victor Oladipo, and the Cavs somehow get their way in there to get Jarrett Allen and the artist formerly known as Torian Prince. So, wild, wild shit going on. At the moment in the NBA, I have gone through and done a um, uh, a huge bunch of projection changes on Basketball Monster, and I'm going to go in and and really you know sort of dig more into that as we go. But I've done the basic stuff there. But let's talk about how I see this on a Brooklyn side of things. Um, it, look, it's going to have an impact on Harden. It's going to have an impact on Irving. It's going to have an impact. On Durant, somewhat. But the guys who take the biggest hits in terms of usage are guys like Joe Harris and Bruce Brown and Jeff Green and Luawu Cabro, guys that you probably weren't rostering in 12-team leagues anyway, although Brown was moving that direction. But there's going to be a hit in both uh, Irving and Harden's and, and Durant's assist numbers. They can't all generate the sort of assist numbers that they were at the moment. So that has that has got to come down to some degree. I, I just don't think it's going to be um, yeah, sticking at the current level that it's at. So there is going to be a reduction in the assist numbers. I still think Harden is in that top three to top five zone. Uh, it, it really does depend a little bit on you know, how the usage does look, but I imagine that he can still be a 30 usage guy and Irving and Durant in that 27 usage spot. But that is really, really up in the air at this point as to what what these teams do in terms of being able to um, you know, mitigate who has the ball in their hands. But those guys are all going to have high usage, and the guys that are playing next to them, which is going to be Joe Harris, and it's going to be DeAndre Jordan, they are going to see yeah, really, really small usage numbers. And I'm not sure it leaves Joe Harris as a must-roster player. Now, as for DeAndre Jordan, he goes from out of the rotation to probably starting, because there's no other center here. 
Nick Claxton is the other guy, and he's injured. I think eventually Claxton could start. But Jordan, we know what he's going to do. He's going to get some rebounds, and he's going to help your field goal percentage. If you need that, he is worth an add at this point. But he's not very good, and he's not going to be scoring really at all. And the Nets do need another center there, unless they're going to run a lot of Jeff Green or Kevin Durant at the center spot. But their roster and their rotation is extraordinarily thin at this point, and that's something that is worth mentioning. So I think we're going to have Irving and Durant probably fall out of, yeah, maybe fall out of first-round contention. Um, yeah, it's it's touch and go at this point. I think Harden is maybe not the number one guy now for the rest of the season. I'd say he's still top five, and Irving and Durant are still top 15. But there is going to be usage hits for those guys, and more importantly almost, for all three of those guys who are generating a lot of value through their assist numbers, those assist numbers are going to fall off a little bit as well for all three of them. We saw Harden's assist numbers really spike this year as he was playing more of a point guard role, but last year next to Westbrook, they dropped back down, and I would expect them to drop back down to a similar level, playing alongside Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So... That still needs to be determined how that all works out, but there is going to be somewhat of a hit there. Now, there's going to be games where you know Irving's out. We know that's happening at the moment. There's going to be games that Durant's out, although he is playing in the back-to-back, so that's good news. Um, but they are going to be the guys that get, every- get everything, and Harris and Jordan and Brown and Green. These guys just aren't going to touch the ball. So I think that is going to, and you can say, well, Joe Harris is going to have a lot more open looks. There's going to be no focus on him. That's true. He's just not going to get hardly any looks. And the shots he gets are going to be great. But if he has a usage of over 15%, I'd probably end up being surprised if we're going to be honest with it. Let's go to the Cavs, who's probably the most confusing team out of this because they get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. And I don't really know where Jared Allen fits into this because they've got Andre Drummond. Now, does this mean an Andre Drummond trade is coming? I would have to assume so. Now, Drummond's been playing 32 minutes a night. I will... F- I, okay, let's, let's put this out there now. Maybe this is controversial. Maybe it's not. I think that... It, I think that, um, I think that uh, Jared Allen's a significantly better player than Andre Drummond at this point. Will JB Bickerstaff do that? Phew, I don't know. Um, but what I do think is that Drummond will not be playing 32 minutes a night and Allen will not be playing 32 minutes a night. Obviously, they're not going to be playing significant minutes next to each other. Could it be a 28-22 split, a 26-22, or a 28-20 split, a 26-22? Both of those guys are going to lose value in this scenario. Torian Prince, um, I don't think he's very good. To be honest, I think he's going to come in as a backup 3-4. It's going to hurt players like the value of Kevin Porter if he ever returns. It's going to hurt Chetty Osman. Maybe it takes a minute or so away from Isaac Okoro, but the Cavs know who they are. They're developing Okoro, Garland, and Sexton. And now Jared Allen, who is, amazingly, 22 years old. Uh, I talked about Allen a lot as being a player who probably is going to be traded this year. I don't think it'll be this shit, shit situation. I also said, I think this might be the last year Andre Drummond's penciled in as an NBA starter. It might end sooner than expected if Allen can take over there. Uh, I wouldn't drop Allen just yet. I'd like to see how that works, but I think you're going to lose a lot of value from Drummond. You're going to lose value from Larry Nance as well because he's just not going to get opportunities to play at center because Torian Prince will also cut into some of that power forward time. Okoro is going to lose a minute or two. Maybe Osman's going to lose a lot as well there. Um, I don't think there's much usage worry with Sexton and Garland. They're just going to continue to do what they do when they're eventually back. But the Drummond scenario is not great. If you do have him, he is losing value there. I would imagine I would imagine pretty quickly he's going to be losing some of that uh, that value. So that's my initial thoughts there on the, uh, on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's go to the Indiana Pacers who did make that trade. Oladipo out for Levert. People will be... 
Okay, so I'll tell you what it does for Levert. I reckon it hurts his usage a little bit because he was coming off the bench there in Brooklyn and getting a lot of shots up and his efficiency is rough. But what it does do is I think it increases his minutes because he just moves into the, sp- the spot that Victor Oladipo vacated. So they'll go with probably back to Aaron Holiday, I imagine, next to Brogdon, Sabonis, and Turner, and Levert will replace Oladipo. Bjorkman plays players big minutes, so Levert will go from maybe like a 30-minute-a-night player to a 34-minute-a-night player, but it will hurt his usage It'll probably hurt some of his ball handling as well, um, and he won't have that opportunity to be like a de facto point guard that he was so many times in Brooklyn, so maybe it hurts him there. But I think overall, he can remain a top 100 player. I think at this stage, the uh, overwhelming sentiment for Levert is that it does hurt his value, but I think that the lack, the, the loss of usage, which I do believe will happen, and the loss of assists might be offset by him playing some uh, some more minutes. That's sort of how I see that that running. He's going to play a few more minutes, but he's not going to be handling the ball. Remember, Oladipo did a lot of ball handling on this team, so there is going to be uh, opportunities for him to do that. But Sabonis is the guy, and Brogdon, they're, they're the guys who are handling the ball a ton in Indiana. And I don't really, you know, I don't think that Levert's going to come in just disrupt everything that they're doing. But he's going to still have value. I just think it's a minutes increase and a usage and assist rate marginal decrease for Karis Levert as he slides almost seamlessly into the Victor Oladipo role. Which for us, from a fantasy perspective, to have you know, such a clean sort of switch in, which is what Levert is, I think it feels pretty good if you do have him. So I wouldn't be panicking there on Karis Levert. Um... Aaron Holiday over Justin Holiday. Yeah, look, I do think they will start Aaron Holiday over Justin Holiday, but it could be Justin. But regardless, whoever it is, um, yeah, they're, they're going to have marginal value. I think it does hurt Justin Holiday regardless of what happens. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, look, it could be Aaron, could be Justin. I don't know. Aaron played pretty well yesterday. And the last team we want to look at here is the Houston Rockets. All right, I'm just going to go back and check, actually, before I talk about the Rockets, just see if anything else has gone on with any other deals. Woj tweeting something very uh, cryptic about the future of Kyrie Irving. Whatever the future of Kyrie Irving is with the Nets, um, this trade does one more important thing. It makes Brooklyn strong to help keep the franchise most important player behind his current contract. You know what I'm trying to say? All right. Um, All right. So this is... Yeah. So look, let's go back now to how things, I think, are going to play out in Houston. Of course, they lose James Harden, which is massive. So it's a usage bump for John Wall. It's a usage bump for Christian Wood. But Victor Oladipo comes in and replaces James Harden. Now, he's not James Harden. We know that. But he comes in. He's going to play his big minutes. He's going to come in and have a pretty strong usage. He's going to handle the ball. and He's going to put up defensive numbers. I think you're going to get some usage increases across the board for Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, John Wall, Christian Wood, DeMarcus Cousins even, maybe even Dan House. But you're going to have a starting lineup where Oladipo just replaces James Harden in there. Exum's injured. He won't play. Kuroks isn't going to play either. Um, so I don't think we need to worry too much about those guys. You're going to have a rotation that consists of starting with Wall, Oladipo, House, Tucker, and Wood. And then on the bench, you're going to have Cousins, Gordon, Tate, Macklemore. They're your nine guys. And maybe Nwaba comes in as the 10th guy. Maybe it's Kurooks who comes in as the 10th guy. But a boost in value for Christian Wood, a boost in value for John Wall, 
a similar sort of numbers for Victor Oladipo. Um, and yeah, look, a, a bit of a boost for Eric Gordon in that side. And people go, Eric Gordon must pick up if Harden goes. Oladipo comes in, he's not Harden, he's not that usage, but he's still going to take quite a bit of that. And Eric Gordon is a bit of an empty scorer type, and he doesn't just waltz into a 32-minute-a-night role taking on what Harden did, because Oladipo is doing that. So Gordon gets his role in a Gordon-plus type role, a marginally elevated sort of role there for Aaron, uh, Aaron Eric Gordon. But not a uh, not a must roster guy. Uh, actually, that's not true. I'd probably pick him up. So, if we want to look at guys to pick up here, you're looking at picking up DeAndre Jordan if that's what you're into. You're looking at maybe picking up Eric Gordon if that's what you're into. You're going to lose value on Andre Drummond and Jared Allen most likely. You're going to have a drop in value for Kyrie, KD, and James Harden. Joe Harris is probably going to be a drop. Nick Claxton comes absolutely onto watch lists there. Levert gets a little bit of a boost in value going to Indiana as well. Not much else changes in Indiana. And then you get that boost to guys like maybe House and Gordon and Johnny Wall gets a boost in Houston. All right, so that is a ton of stuff going down here in the NBA. That is my immediate thoughts on it. Uh, I hope this guy was helpful for you. Someone says Jeff Green to pick up. I don't really think so, no. If I go back to if you go back to Brooklyn's team, it's Kyrie, it's Harden, Harris, Durant, Jordan. Green will play as a backup four. He'll play, get some minutes as a backup five for sure. But I'd need Jeff Green to play 29 minutes a night for me to look to pick him up. Now, he's going to get minutes because Prince is out as well. So there's going to be some extra playing time for Jeff Green, but I wouldn't be prioritized. He's going to come in and what stand around and do nothing for most of the time because, yeah, probably 47 of the 48 minutes, two of Kyrie and KD and Harden are going to be on the court, and that's going to limit what Green does. So while I think his minutes have a chance of increasing here for sure, I don't think it's anything that's all that interesting from a fantasy point of view. All right, guys, I'm going to go back and try and go through and re-look at all this stuff. I hope you did enjoy this. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. I'll be back with a pregame show later on for Draftstar, so check that out, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.